welcome everyone to episode four of the I Am Ready podcast, where we feature some amazing folks in our community and kind of get inside their heads and find out what makes them tick as well as um, why they're so passionate about economic development. And so I am Lisa Driscoll-Hoxby, one of your co-hosts, and I am here today with my other fine partner in crime, and I will let him introduce himself. I'm Jay Sparks, Entrepreneurship Coordinator here at Ready, and happy to do it. Awesome. And we have um, a fan favorite. I feel like it's going to be a fan favorite. Agreed. Hmm. I mean, we are in the Bank of Missouri podcast oh, room. That is true. We are. Yes, we are. And so we are here with the Bank of Missouri Community Bank President, Jay Alexander. Welcome, Jay. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. Absolutely. Just remember, you get what you pay for here. <laughs> they already know that. They've heard Jay okay, and I, you know, and a couple of other. This, this is episode four. They know. Okay. I feel better. <laughs> right. I feel better That's already. Right. That's right. So um, we're going to start off with a real easy softball. Tell okay. us a little bit about how you got into the banking industry. What drove you to be so passionate about the banking industry? You know, Lisa, that's a great question. Like all kids, I grew up and I knew I wanted to be a banker, right? That's the way that works. Apparently right? it is here in Columbia. Small child. There, there are a lot, are of, bankers a lot of bankers. There are a lot of bankers. Um, so I grew up in St. Louis. I came to the University of Missouri in, 19, in the fall of 1991. Graduated from Mizzou. I met my wife, who's born and raised from Columbia. She's from here. And at the time, I, I didn't really want to go back to St. Louis or Kansas City. And at the time, if you remember Columbia back in 1990, that would have been the spring of 96, there weren't a ton of opportunities, economically speaking, or jobs in Columbia at that time. It was insurance, it was hospitals, it was Mizzou, and it was banking. And so for me, I picked a good company, which at the time was Central Bank, Boone County National Bank, and just kind of fell into banking. So that is my, that's my answer of how I got into banking. Um, you know, one of the things that I would say, though, what I've learned over my 25-plus year banking career, um, you know, there's a why to why we do what we do, right? And that's the extremely important part. And so what I've learned to love about banking is the why about banking, and that's why I'm passionate about it. The, the, the ability to help people, the ability to help them finance a, a first home, the ability to put their kids through school, the ability to manage their investments. And so I've become really passionate about it over the past 25 years. I don't know that I started out with that level of passion, but I've certainly grown to be passionate about it. I know you said uh, in, in an interview, I like to do research. I'm a, I'm a big radio nerd, okay. and so I did, did a little research. You're, you're, you're not out there as much as I would have imagined uh, in, in, the, in the sphere uh, yep. where, where I was looking for things. But you, so you told that story, I think, before, and you, you mentioned that um, you, you had a friend who worked at a bank, and, and the friend was like, well, banking, you should, you should get into banking. In that time, you know, Jay Alexander, senior at Mizzou, 96, what else? What were, what were options 1B, 1C? You know, what, what were the other options for, for, for Jay Alexander, Mizzou senior, 1996, outside of banking? You know, it's a great question. I, I considered graduate school, but then I, you know, you, you kind of got to a point, or at least I did as an undergraduate, where I just, I just didn't want to go back to school, right? So I considered graduate school here at Mizzou. Um, so I don't know that I had a ton of other alternatives at the time. I was looking to pick a job with a really good company in town, which at that time was Central Bank and Boone County National Bank. And so I knew there would be opportunities to grow and grow in a career in banking. And so that's kind of how I did it. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. totally fair. There you go. I love that. So I love that too. All right. So now we're going to talk a little bit about um, 
moving your passion into, you talked about helping families, helping individuals mm -hmm. kind of realize their dreams. And that does really intersect with economic development. Yep, absolutely. And so talk to us a little bit about why you decided that you were going to start getting involved with Ready, how you kind of connected the dots between what you do now and what was possible with that partnership. Yeah, I mean, I, I think very early on in banking, I realized I wanted, I, the, the area that held the most interest to me was the commercial side of the bank. So dealing with small, medium, large businesses, kind of cash flow cycles, what they did, the impact that they had on the communities that they operated. And so I think that interacts, interacts directly with what Ready does in terms of regional economic development, that flow of income and business and how important those small to medium to large sized businesses are in our communities, particularly in Columbia. You know, and as you interacted with Columbia, it was obviously it became a hometown for you very quickly. I mean, you said you're from St. Louis, um, but but you you know, family started here and, and everything else. What about Columbia brought you to that point where, yes, my job contributes to economic development, but I feel like I have more to give to economic development. What what brought you to that point and? and was Ready a part of bringing you to that point, or did you discover Ready at that point, or was that later down the line? Yeah, I think, I look, you know, I've, I've been on the Ready board now for three years, and I think the thing that was most appealing to me is, and I think this was my quote to Lisa when we talked about kind of I am Ready, I think the mid-Missouri economy is just a power keg. It's so dynamic, right? And it's changed so much in the last 20 years. And it's so exciting, I think, to be a part of an organization that can be so instrumental in that ecosystem, right? That can put all of the decision makers in a room together to help the economy grow. And I just think there's so much potential here in, in mid-Missouri. You know, the economy here looks so much different today than it did 20 years ago. Like I said, it was hospitals, it was Mizzou, insurance, it was shelter, and it was a couple other places, and those were the opportunities. Now you have the patients and the equipment shares and the VUs and all of those things. And so Ready is right at the nexus of all of that, right, in helping facilitate that ecosystem and grow that economy. So it's an exciting time. Absolutely. It, it's, it's fun. Um, so talking about, obviously, economic development, you're passionate about that. There is a lot that goes on in this community beyond the nuts and bolts. What are some other organizations or missions that you think are something that you really believe in and strongly um, support and are engaged with? Well, so not-for-profit involvement has been a big deal for us, and I think it is for most, if not all, community bankers, right? So being involved with not-for-profits, I mean, I, I think those investments of time and resources in those not-for-profits, not just like a Ready, but like a Ronald McDonald House, mm -hmm. they, they just make the, the community such a better place to live and work. And so that's a big deal for the Bank of Missouri. That's kind of one of our pillars is being involved in not-for-profits. When you look at other people out that you know every nonprofit has a board yep. um, we, we operate that way here ready and and you see people that gain greater you know the old spider-man quote right great great power comes great responsibility as you get you see other people in the community who are, who are moving into important positions you know why is it important in your mind for those people to also take leading roles with nonprofits with boards um, with, with community involvement and, and initiatives, why is it important for folks who, who, who start to gain in that other one column to, to also be present in, in the second? Yeah, I, man, I think the onus is on all of us as good citizens of Columbia to do exactly what we're doing here, right? To do things that are outside of your best interest or the best interest of the majority, of the whole, of the population. 
And so I think that's all of our responsibility, not just responsibility of people influence. I think as a community member, if you want your community to, to be a better place, you have to do those things. The onus is on us to do that. Yeah, that is one of the things, I've lived in a lot of places, and that is one of the things that I truly love about Columbia is there is this sense of, it's not just about me doing well for myself, it's about how do we make a community where everyone has the opportunity to thrive? 100%. Because that makes us really strong. And I have just been overwhelmed by the number of people that I meet that live that every day, and you don't find that in other places. Well, and that was one of the things that attracted me so much to Columbia. You know, you mentioned staying here, being from St. Louis. I mean, I immediately saw that kind of thing in the community of Columbia, right? That everybody was passionate about the Columbian, even 20 years ago. And so, and I think it's so much more now, right? I think we have so many more organizations, and we have such a thriving economy here locally that I think it's even more important today than it was maybe even 20 years ago. You have a chance today, tomorrow, the next day, to sit down with a young banker, mm -hmm. someone who, again, just out of, out of college, maybe Mizzou, sees the potential in Columbia and, and wants to set out towards the same path that you took. What's the first piece of advice that you give them, and, and, and what, is your, what is your kind of take on, on that, that, that path that they're about to embark on? Yeah, we do a lot of mentoring and coaching and, and leadership roles in, within the bank. And so, you know, for me, it's about helping them find kind of their why. You know, going back to the why, like, why do you do what you do? Like, we, we, we certainly go to work and we earn a paycheck. That's, that's nice, right? We're able to earn a living. But I think you have to find meaning. You have to find a why. And so for me, in, in terms of coaching younger bankers, it's really about educating them on finding their why and helping them find their why. And maybe that's not in banking. And oftentimes I've found people that their passion wasn't in banking, and so they found their way out. But at least they found their why, right? And so that's kind of what I help people with. I love that. So I have just, so we're going to go um, into just the life of Jay Alexander. And okay. so, you know. Um, this is awkward. We, no, we have heard some pretty awesome and fun stories about people okay. that um, we may not have known about them. And so, Correct. you know, we know you as bank president and mentor and community leader. Um, tell us a little bit about just Jay, average guy, maybe, you know, what you like to do on the weekends okay. or a fun fact about you so that, um, you know, inquiring minds want to know this. Sure. Um, so as I mentioned, went to Mizzou. Married my wife, met her at Mizzou. She's from Columbia, Hickman graduate, class of 1991. Uh, we have four children, which is crazy, I know. But um, so I, my oldest is a senior at Mizzou. She's 21. I have a sophomore at Arkansas that is 20. I have a senior at Rockbridge High School that is 19. I'm sorry, yeah, 19. She'll be going to the University of Kansas next year. And then I have an eighth grader, John Warner, who is going to Rockbridge next year. So I have four kids. And so as you can imagine, with four kids, we stay really, really busy. I guess I say that to say my hobbies are kind of limited, just, just a little <laughs> bit. Um, I love to play golf. We love to be outdoors. We love to fish. We love to do all those things. But primarily, it's been for the last eight to ten years chasing kids around to volleyball and dance and baseball and basketball and doing all of those types of things. We often talk about travel. You, you yeah. do like to travel. And where's some place that hasn't been on the Alexander family travel list that we would like to add? You know, great question. You, you may or may not believe this. I've never been to Europe. Okay. And so that would be on my bucket list. Anywhere in Europe would be fantastic. Um, some of our, our favorite places probably domestic would be Hawaii. We just got back from Hawaii last year. That was beautiful and fantastic. We're going to Hilton Head, South Carolina this July. 
taking an entire family, so 35 people, so that oh, wow. will be uh, interesting and fun. But yeah, so I think I think anywhere in Europe would be on the bucket list right now. And actually, so we had, so my daughter's a golden girl at Mizzou. She was scheduled to dance in the St. Patrick's Day Parade on St. Patrick's Day in Ireland when COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And we had the trip scheduled and we were actually mm-hmm. had the airfare booked and we had it all lined out. <laughs> and of course that didn't happen, so. Yeah. Um, I saw uh, in another piece that we both started our, we, you and I both started our newest current positions during the, 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 height, the height of, of COVID, the right? Yes. Um, and you know, what, what do you think that brought to your understanding of your role? Um, did, did that change something about the, the way that you, you know, interact with the, the Bank of Missouri and, and your current role? So, super strange story. So, I started my job at the Bank of Missouri on March 30th of 2020. I resigned from my previous employer on March 13th of 2020. Now, if you'll, if you'll flash back to March 13th of 2020, like, COVID was a thing, but it was, like, kind of in the, like, oh, yeah, coronavirus, COVID, that's a thing. And, like, but nobody was really kind of locked down, quarantined right. until, like, 48 hours later. <laughs> and then literally within 48 hours, like, the world had mm-hmm. shut down, right? And so in a lot of ways, that feels like that was 100 years ago. And in a lot of ways, that feels like that was last week. Okay. Right? I can flash back pretty quickly to that. Um, to your question, Jay, you know, I, I think for me to start a new job on March 30th of 2020, when your banks are closed, mm-hmm. your teams are at home working virtually, we literally had two people in the office for months. We had 40, 50 bankers at home. And so I think what I had to do to be successful in, in order to, to be successful at the Bank, Bank of Missouri was establish rapport quickly with teams that were not in office. And so that was a skill that I hadn't had to utilize, right, in years past. And so when you're on Zoom calls or you're on WebEx calls and you're trying to establish rapport and there's tons of, you know, body language and all the stuff that goes with that and trying to develop rapport pretty quickly was a, was a big challenge, but I think we were successful in doing that. Well, so that leads into um, another great question. That is, in addition to obviously – um, you know, this is a relationship-based town, mm-hmm. and building rapport is so important. Um, you spoke a little bit about um, your younger bankers and talking to them about finding their why. Um, what are some of the skills that you try to help them develop as they move forward in their careers, thinking about, you know, maybe some of the things you wish you had known earlier or some of the things that are really critical that maybe the average person doesn't think about? What are some of the things that if you were going to give some advice or as you have been coaching these folks that you really – hone in on. Have you seen the movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey? I have not. So the, the concept of the movie is Jim Carrey has to say yes to everything. And so I, I go there because I did a lot of things throughout my career that I just said yes. I knew there were opportunities there. And so overcoming resistance, I think, is the big thing for people. To overcome resistance, get out of your comfort zone, go beyond your fear of whatever that is, and just say yes. Somebody asks you to do something? Yeah, sure, that sounds great. Somebody asks you to do something? Yeah, I'll be there. Jay, if you ask me to be somewhere, yeah, I'll be there. I have to overcome resistance a lot of times, like probably many people, to get there. But I know there are opportunities that are born out of that. And right, so that's kind of one of the things that I talk a lot to our younger bankers about is, I know you're uncomfortable speaking in public, but you need to do that. You need to be able to say yes to those things. You need to grow that skill set. And so I, I had a tendency when I was a younger banker to say yes to pretty much everything events, do things. Yeah. So that was, that was, I think 
in a lot of ways, the key to my success was being willing to overcome that resistance and go do that, whatever that was. Yeah. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense, yeah. and and it speaks to I think a lot of again, I bet I would have guessed that a lot of the folks who end up in our boardroom every month or or previous years every month uh, around Boone County this year um, with with Ready on the Road, but I would imagine that a lot of the folks who end up at our board meetings followed that advice a lot mm-hmm. um, to, to, to say yes to a lot of things and be present in a lot of things. You know, <clears throat> if there is anything else, you know, that you you see that caused you, that, that brought you to this point, uh, you know, was there, was there someone that you looked up to as you joined, you know, Boone County National Central, um, you know, was there was there someone who kind of put you with advice back in the day that, that got you on this path? Uh, you know, I think that's also an interesting point. Someone, a name that folks here in Columbia might, might even recognize. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there were several along the way, right? So Bo Frazier, who was the president of Boone County National Bank at the time, had had a lot of the traits that you would, would admire in a leader, right? He knew names. He knew things about families. It didn't matter if, if it was a commercial lender or a teller or somebody in the mailroom. He would know birthdays, and he, he had this, this ability to connect with people and have this sincere, kind of genuine approach in the way he communicated with people. And he took a genuine interest in your personal development. And so that's one of the, the early kind of mentors that I had that I looked at, and I'm like, man, that, that is a super, super good skill to have, right? And so I've tried to do that over my career. And so along the way, I've had several mentors like that. What I try to do is kind of pick up on things that people do really well Right, and so, like one of my one one thing that would be important to me, both person from a personal standpoint, is to be a really good father. And so, what I want to do is I want to pick out people who are really good fathers, and I want to do the things that they do. Right, and so that's so I pick traits and, and kind of skills that are important to me that I value, and I try and pick mentors in those fields. And so I've kind of tried to do that for others too. Right, and I've always made myself available for others, and I, I think that's extremely important to have mentors in your career both professionally and then also personally. But those mentors have to be important and have to have the same kind of values that you do, that you value, right? And so that's the way you kind of pick those mentor relationships. But I think they're extremely important. I couldn't agree more. And I think you really touched on something, and that is authenticity. Mm-hmm. And you can really tell when somebody is really genuinely interested yep. and when they're just playing the game. And um, that is another thing that I have been so pleasantly surprised about in Colombia is just the honest level of authenticity and people that are really excited to get to know you moving someplace midlife and not having any reason to be here other than a job yeah. um, you know we've lived in other communities where it was hard to make friends we don't have kids we didn't fall into the school those types of things here people were curious and genuinely wanted to get to know you and we have developed some amazing relationships and I see mm. that so much in the business community, even in, I find it fascinating for me, the banking community, because there are a lot of banks here, a lot of amazing banks, and yet the banking community is so um, fond of one another. It's really great to see, like that genuine, like, I want everyone to do well, even within kind of a competitive kind of market. Yeah, there's a ton of camaraderie in our industry, and it's one of the things I'm really proud of, right? I mean, we're competitive, to your point. We're very competitive with one another. But there is, there's a tremendous amount of respect between bankers, right? And they realize the importance of bankers in our community as a whole, as an industry. 
Um, so yeah, and the other thing is most of us have worked, you know, we, we've, jo- we've job hopped a little bit, and so most of us have worked together at one point or another and developed real connections and real authentic friendships outside of work. You know, Jay, we're, we're, we're very thankful for you being here today, taking the time to join us on, on the I Am Ready podcast. Uh, I would love to give you the floor for a minute. You, you have the, you know, you yeah. oftentimes have the ear of, of the ready board at, sure. at meetings. And, and I know you, you, you again, you, you hobnob with, with the folks that we, we, we want to talk about and that might listen to this. But give you a minute with the mic yeah. to, to, to have the floor and, and talk a little bit to folks and, and share anything you'd like to share. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Jay and Lisa. One, one of the things, I'll, I'll go back to my kind of my start of my board tenure with Ready. One of the things that I was blown away by is you have all of the decision makers in a room on a monthly basis who can help Columbia grow as a community, right, and the economy here thrive. And so that's one of, that was one of the, my takeaways from one of my first board meetings. I'm like, oh, well, you have the superintendent of CPS here. You have the mayor here. You have the city manager here. You have all these folks in one room. And I can't think, again, I've been in this community for 25 plus years, I can't think of another organization that I've been involved with that has that, right? That has all of the key decision makers that can create that ecosystem for a business to thrive, to bring in new businesses. Nobody has that, right? And so I think that is the the advantage that Ready has is you get all of the people 12 times a year in the same room to talk about all the important issues in the community. And so it's awesome, it's fantastic. Yeah, we agree. I, I, yeah, we, we, we love it. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we definitely agree. Well, Jay, thank you so much. I really appreciate thank you it. Thank for having me. Um, Lisa, I'll let you uh, wrap it up because, like I said, I think this was great. I think it was really enlightening to, to get to know a little bit more about Jay and, and about where he was at with, with Bank of Missouri and Ready. Absolutely. And so I Am Ready, the podcast is fairly new this year. It is kind of in conjunction with our testimonial campaign and our Ready on the Road efforts. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to have multiple episodes throughout the year. And so if this is the first time that you are listening in, we have some other folks you're going to want to listen to, episodes one, two, and three. And then we have a whole host of folks that are going to be guests in the future. So please join us, and thanks for being with us today. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.